You are listening to the Subtle Forces Podcast Express. I am your conductor, Anja Nadanja, and this next stop is your destination. Please disembark the train carefully, and you will see the Community Art Gallery is right at the doors. Remember to use both your logic and your feelers when entering the art gallery. There is a very lonely man in the gallery who is a little too eager to show you around. Bon voyage, and I'll see you on the return trip. Welcome. Would you like to know a little more about our current exhibition, Vegetarian Cookbook Photography Since 1971? It's quite the compendium of beans. None of that big meat here. My dad always said that humans have always traveled the world following the big meat. You might not know the local plants or which mushroom is poisonous, but you know, if you just follow the giant saber-toothed zebras to wherever it is they go, you and your brood can get through another winter. But not in this gallery. Today, you'll just have to satiate your pangs of primal hunger with photographs of thinly shaved carrots. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe you're a vegetarian? You might find the first wall of photographs more interesting if you realize that every picture documents a gourmet meal that was made for less than four dollars in 1986 which to me sounds awfully familiar because i come from a long line of cheapskates i mean so cheap i've always just assumed my family was dirt poor when i was a kid my mom cut the skirt off my older sister's pink dress and that became one of the three t-shirts i owned In all the years I've lived here, Dad was never willing to buy a plane ticket to come visit. He came up only one time, Greyhound. Pretty poor, right? But now that he's passed, I just got $70,000 in inheritance. I I don't mean to be indelicate. I I just was in shock when I got that in the mail. I'm still in shock. I mean, look at me. This art gallery doesn't even pay me. I've never earned more than $10 an hour in my whole life. I live in my friend Louise's attic for free in exchange for tutoring Stanley, her homeschooled child. And I'll admit something else. Uh, I can tell you're a good listener. Sometimes I wonder if having been a mistake of my parents has just continued to be the fact of my destiny. Like... What if I shouldn't be existing at all? Stanley could easily just go to regular school. And this gallery, well, no offense, but this place is just a magnet for the rumpled, lonely, and underemployed, like any other non-profit organization I've ever volunteered at. But not you! (laughs) Excuse me. I would describe you as interesting, but... Ironed. Definitely not rumpled. Well, thank you for saying so. That That's kind. 
in my 20s living in a friend's attic in exchange for knocking down walls and grouting around the toilet seemed like normal thing to do. But as I've aged, the normalcy of my attic dwelling has declined. Now living in one crowded room in someone else's house just means I get pitied. I never wanted to be a full-time job person. Someone trapped, hating their life. I wanted to be free. Now, as old age arrives, I must surrender to the truth. I'm living a sad life of unused potential. One sorry lifetime of cheapest beans, wilted produce. Well, enjoy the vegetarian cookbook show. I'll shut up now. No, really. That's all I have to say. Go. Please. Go. Ignore me before I think of some other awkward thing to tell you that, that you... <laughs> if I suddenly died, they could just roll a dumpster up outside the house and shove all my stuff out the window. Maybe someone would watch as my worn bed sheets, worn cassette tapes, and worn slippers all tumbled from the window to the dumpster. Maybe that same someone would watch until there was nothing left to throw out the window and then would come up closer to pick through my refuse. I hope my stuff is good enough for the next generation of dumpster pickers when I'm gone. Maybe I just need to start listening to young Stanley. He keeps saying, $70,000? Let's, let's be real. You need to freaking live it up for once. Stanley is 16 and loves to pepper the adjective freaking in wherever and whenever possible. You need to freaking cash this and treat the freak out of me. Buy me a freaking car and take me to every freaking Six Flags theme park there is. You're not using this right. You've got to spend it. You're living like a sad freaking monk when you could be a freaking billionaire king. I've been carrying my inheritance check in my wallet for over a month now. Something about cashing it feels dirty, like I wanted my dad to die just so I could get this mountain of money. I have the check on me now, if, if you at all care to mug me. <laughs> Part of me has been hoping that I would finally get mugged if I kept the check in my wallet, but... What if the $70,000 from Dad is sort of a remedy? Like his physical body has been transformed into a pile of parental dollars for taking care of me. Jesus! It's like Jesus! Blood into wine! Tad into dough! Here is my chance to not just slowly fall apart here is a ticket to finally discover my personal potential. Oh, yes. Please, uh, I'll stop yapping. Enjoy the show if you want. Oh, all right, well, thank you for coming in. Do come back!
with a dash of devastation. And a pinch of pollution. Shoe leather, lizard feet, miracle grow, spider web, castor oil. And an eyeball for taste. Slowly it starts. Smoking, bubbling, the oozing of the energy drink. Her dainty darlings will fall. Winged bats in fall. Cheers to the circus. Welcome. I am the gallery greeter today. Welcome. Our current exhibition is the annual regional juried pottery show. I hope you like a lot of lumpy mugs. Excuse me. I'm just saying that because my dad always made fun of non-store bought cups and bowls. He's dead now, but I always, well, so check this out. Here's a plate with lots of metallic rainbow oil slick looking areas on it because horse manure and human hair was thrown in with the Raku firing. Isn't it cool? Of all the things in this show, this was the first piece I knew I had to buy. For the first time in my life, I have a little extra money and have finally been able to buy myself some art. Well... <laughs> Art and essential oils. <clears throat> I have a friend who is always pushing essential oils. She has this book that lists every emotional malady there is and what essential oil is soothing for that condition. I bought that book, and every time I feel intense in some way, I open the book and try to figure out what exactly it is I'm feeling. Then I write down what essential oil I'll need to order online. 
the main ones being chamomile oil for comfort and peace and lavender oil for healing and calm. I've also been adding little daubs of neroli oil, rose oil, lavender oil, and clary sage as needed. I bought a few diffusers, four for every corner of my attic, so that I am never without the misted assistance of my oils. Hey, you like this manly-looking crucifix I have on? It's actually a diffuser necklace, so, so I can get a whiff of my oils whenever I think about my father, or my seemingly pointless life direction, or if I just have to walk across the street at a stressful intersection. But I still need really something to stop my head from being all buzz, buzz, buzz when I'm trying to sleep. You know? Holy cow! CBD oil! I can finally afford it. I get that CBD oil seltzer water and sip it in the evening when I run my massage chair. I just got myself a massage chair as well as an electric foot massager for a little over two grand, but then I found out that I can't use them at the same time. So I usually sit in the chair first and let it run until my back and butt gets nice and numb before moving over to my foot massager. Sometimes you just have to treat yourself. <laughs> Look at this water pitcher. It has six handles. How luxurious is that? Are you in therapy? I've always known I've needed therapy, but up until recently, I have never had insurance to pay for it. Talking with my housemate, Louisa, has traditionally been my stand-in for therapy, but I can tell I'm more than she really wants to deal with anymore because I've never done what she wants me to do. Go to real therapy. But oh my god, like the first question my therapist asks after why are you here is tell me what your early childhood was like. I was like, are you kidding me? Explaining everything that's ever happened to me since birth is going to take a really long time. I want quicker self-actualization results than my therapist can offer. So now I have a life coach too. And we meet three times a week. Each day I set several daily goals that I must fully complete by sundown or I will die. Or at least that is what I tell myself. Don't worry, I, I'm kind of joking. Good thing that it's still summer because the sun sets after 8 p.m. But... It is after solstice now, so each day I get less and less time to accomplish each one of my goals. Today, I had to receive a massage for two hours while chanting, I love being me. I am cool. I am fun. I am worthy of this time. Per the instructions of this meditation app I just purchased, my professional goal was to write an inclusive resume of every major job and volunteer position I've had. But I changed my goal after I realized that first I had to go out to the Apple store and pick up a brand new desktop computer. I also needed to meet and acquire a new friend. I gathered some flowers from the yard and decided to offer them to the first person I came across on the street. That person was this guy at the bus stop. 
He took off his headphones and we talked about the weather for a minute before his bus came. I don't think he noticed how I wrapped the stems together in a crisp $50 bill because when he stood up he moved to put his headphones back on and forgot the flowers. It didn't feel right to give his flowers to someone else, so I just left them on the bench at the bus stop. My health goal today was to ingest a completely organic green sugar-free smoothie. It called for one half cucumber, a whole avocado, kale, spirulina powder, and 16 macadamia nuts, plus a cup of ice and some monk fruit powder. I split the beverage with Stanley, who was used to going along with trying my experiments, even if he crinkled his face the whole time. Stanley likes to please me and finished most of it. My spiritual goal today was to share some of my wealth with someone who needed it, which I believe I accomplished by wrapping those yard flowers in a crisp $50 bill and leaving them at the bus stop, but... In case that wasn't good enough, Stanley and I each handed another 50 bucks out at the homeless encampment under the freeway. At the end of each day, I share my list with Stanley, and he looks over my to-do list to see if I have crossed everything out. If I did everything on the list as planned, then Stanley writes a big A in red marker over the list. If I went above and beyond, and we feel I accomplished even more than expected, Stanley gives me an A+. If I do anything less than an A, then I am ordered to die. I have a letter opener on my desk that resembles a saber, and I have instructed Stanley to use it to stab me in the neck if we don't cross everything off the list. Today, I made it to sunset alive. Again. Being alive means I can tell you to pay special attention to the craft of this vase. It looks perfectly symmetrical, perfectly even, and it was clearly thrown on a wheel. Correct? Wrong! It is actually a hand-built pinch pot. I would never have believed it in a thousand years if the artist hadn't told me herself. Can you even begin to imagine the discipline? that went into building a thing like that? Lately, I've become obsessed with discipline. I've enrolled in weekly private Tai Chi lessons, and in each hour-long class, we go over the same four body positions over and over again. The teacher never satisfied with my posture or the way I hold my hands out. I look at the teacher. I copy exactly and then I am told this is not how I'm supposed to be doing it. I kind of want to insult him right back for wearing the waist of his joggers as high as his nipples, but I am sure he would crack me in half with his perfected Tai Chi moves all sped up. It's probably my fault for not having mastered receiving subliminal orders yet. But Stanley has me chanting these spells stronger, smarter, successful, more and more every second. I am better than ever before. Stronger, smarter, successful, more and more every second. I am better than ever before. Stronger, smarter, successful, more and more every second.
I am better than ever before. We chant them together whenever he needs to procrastinate from his homework. <laughs> the goal is for us both to just inhale the knowledge through the air. All the class notes and texts can be absorbed if we just focus. My therapist told me that I probably shouldn't be grading my to-do lists at the end of each day, but I'm tired of being just a regular human. I've never been any good at being a regular human. I might as well go all out for once. To be super means to specialize. I'm specializing in self-help. At the end of this, I am going to be so helped that I won't even recognize myself. My therapist asks me if I'm avoiding feeling the loss of my dad, but I really don't think so. It's going to sound odd, but I am happy he has passed on. He has ascended. I am sure he is an angel. A bodhisattva. I need him in the spirit realm. I can feel his joy for being there. I, I couldn't stop laughing at his funeral. I, I felt so grateful for his life. Last week I went through and found every picture of him that I could and, and, and threw it away. I don't want to remember his life or his suffering because he is with me all the time as the money in my wallet. And I am tired of everyone asking me how I am coping. I am doing great. I hate how therapists are basically required to furrow their brows skeptically if you describe yourself as wonderful. But it really is wonderful for once in my life. Dad is still looking out for me. He's literally looking out for my health by paying for a nutritionist as well as the expensive carnivore diet I've been put on. Technically, I'm not supposed to be eating any vegetables, grains, nuts, or seeds anymore but I just had to indulge in that green smoothie earlier. I've read online that having green smoothies can prevent all of the same diseases my dad had. But my nutritionist tells me that because of climate change, vegetables all contain toxins. So I'm just trying to not overdo it. Moderation. 90% of my meals are just animal protein. I've bought a BB gun, so now I can shoot squirrels. Most of my meals consist of local eggs or squirrel meat, because I am against factory farms. Stanley is helping me to make a list of what I could make out of these squirrel hides. Kilts, lampshades, blankets, fur trader caps that dangle squirrel tails. Those are everybody's gifts options this Christmas. If you want something, just, just let me know. Which one to make in advance? Louisa has already told me she won't be celebrating Christmas with me this year. But Stanley still wants me to surprise him with something. The hardest thing about my dad being gone is that we talked a few times on the phone every week. He always called to check if I was watching the game. Now nobody watches the game with me. Not even Stanley. It's too boring, he says. Too noisy. He suggests we watch fencing videos instead. He likes watching people trying to stab each other. He likes to steal my letter opener and copy the moves of people fencing in the videos. He likes to point the tiny sword at me and declare, 
One of these sunsets, I am going to stab you in the freaking neck. All aboard. Next up, your regular life without Lonely Gallery Man. Lonely Gallery Man was played by my very own brother-in-law, Nathan Wesolowski. And while Nathan is an opera singer and actor, that was not him singing in the intermission song. No, the singer in that song was Alex Tate with Paul Dabb on organ. The name of that intermission song was Energy Drink and it was composed by Samson Y. Hiss. I've never met Samson Y. Hiss before, but I found him online because he has released several albums of circus music. And he said I could use Energy Drink in this show if I properly insulted him first. Alright, so Samson, there are 16 rectums inside your bum, and I truly mean bum by both definitions. And even with such a plentitude of rectums, not a single one of them knows how not to reek. Each one of your sorry, dripping, cantankerous cavities emits a frequent juicy, if not straight up chunky, methane cloud. Each cloud a different shade of puce corresponding to its rectum of origin. In fact, every time you play the pipe, organ, flute, trombone, or any other wind-based instrument, it is merely lip-syncing to your vaguely musical tootings. And if you think that was bad, Nathan had to remind me of something crass that his own real father used to say. I mean, I could tell you my dad's version of this, but it's inappropriate. What was the dad's version? You never heard this one? Uh-uh. Uh, and it's not a true story. He just always told this joke. Uh, back in my day, we were so poor, my parents cut a hole in my pocket so I'd have something to play with. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please follow us, like us, and most importantly, leave a review wherever it is you are listening to this podcast. And remember, you have both feelers and logic to assist you when it is time to interpret a new subtle force. Theme music by Anton Seeger. <laughs>